Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the VR1 NFT Podcast. I'm your host, VR1. It's what I do. And we're going to tune in really quickly to was made possible by La Noticias. Public Broadcasting and by contributions to your PBS so station see what they talking about. Like you. Before we get started, we're going to do the news today. I'm going to go over some news clips. Today, the Biden administration issued its most urgent warning yet that Russia could launch a war in Ukraine at any time. More than 100,000 Russian troops surround Ukraine on three sides. And the president's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, urged Americans to leave by the end of the weekend. Hmm. U.S. officials tell our Nick Schifrin this they is getting fear real the right war here. could start next week. And Nick joins me now. So, Nick, what is it that has led to this more stark language coming from the administration? Yeah, Judy, as you've said, uh, Russia has deployed one of the largest forces that Europe has seen in the last 50 years. Uh, and Western and U.S. officials tell me that in recent days, the U.S. saw those forces increase their readiness for a possible invasion. And U.S. officials became convinced that the timeline is being accelerated into next week. Uh, and so those facts combined led U.S. and military officials to brief their NATO allies. Uh, and three Western and U.S. officials to tell me that President Vladimir Putin had made the decision to invade. Uh, now, uh, uh, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan was asked about my reporting by my colleague Amna Navaz, uh, and Sullivan said that Putin hadn't made that call just yet. We are not saying that a decision has been taken, a final decision has been taken by President Putin. What we are saying is that we have a sufficient level of concern based on what we are seeing on the ground and what our intelligence analysts have picked up uh, that we are sending this clear message. And that concern comes from three distinct aspects, Judy. First of all is the quantity of the forces. Take a look at this map uh, from the south uh, in Crimea to the southeast where Russia's invaded in the past to the northeast and north and northwest along the Belarus border. Russian forces surround yeah, Ukraine. Definitely and in Belarus, we've seen 30,000 Russian troops exercising. U.S. officials are also worried about the capabilities of those forces. Senior officials tell me Russia has moved everything from advanced missiles to advanced devices that can target Ukrainian telecommunications. Uh, and the third aspect is Russian intent. U.S. officials fear that Russian forces could assault Kyiv, like you're seeing on that map there, to try and depose the government. Now, last night, President Biden said, quote, that any invasion, things could go crazy quickly. Sullivan today laid it out specifically. If a Russian attack on Ukraine proceeds, it is likely to begin with aerial bombing and missile attacks that could obviously kill civilians without regard to their nationality. A subsequent ground invasion would involve the onslaught of a massive force. With virtually no notice, communications to arrange a departure could be severed and commercial transit halted. That means all communications from cell phones in Ukraine to internet, even GPS, and that is why the U.S. is warning Americans to get out this weekend. And so, Nick, is there anything going on uh, at this moment on the diplomatic track? There are two items on the calendar still, Judy. President Biden will talk to 
Putin tomorrow morning. Uh, Putin had wanted to speak this coming Monday, uh, but the U.S. proposed tomorrow, and the Kremlin accepted. That's according to administration official. Uh, and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz is still scheduled, according to a senior German official I just spoke to, to uh, travel to Kyiv and Moscow to meet with Ukrainian and Russian officials. The administration, Judy, is trying to maintain any possible off-ramp, uh, despite, frankly, the dire predictions. And meantime, uh, military moves uh, announced today by the Biden administration? Yeah, the Pentagon announced that an additional 1,300 troops from the 82nd Airborne from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, would deploy to Poland. That brings the total number deployed from the U.S. to Poland in the last month to 3,000 soldiers. And that's in addition to an additional 1,000 American soldiers who arrived today in another eastern NATO flank country, Romania, from their deployment in Germany. That almost doubles the number of U.S. forces there. Now, Judy, I should mention that this evening, the Russians put out a statement saying that all of these American increased warnings, quote, of, were a, quote, coordinated information attack aimed at discrediting Russia's demands. Uh, U.S. officials, Judy, say it is Russia that is planning an information attack uh, ahead of any invasion. Nick Schiffer, now this, this on looks very moving events, and Nick, I know you're going to continue um, to follow very it, advanced to me, uh, as the weekend goes forward. Nick Schiffer, thank you. Thank you. In the day's other news, there is a new delay in approving Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for children under five. The FDA said today that it wants more data on whether to authorize three low-dose shots instead of two for young children. Pfizer said it could be April before the data is ready. And the CDC reported on findings that booster shots lose much of their... Okay, so I'm not really concerned with, with this uh, COVID stuff. So... Let's give you guys the noticias, the way that is supposed to be done. This is for professionals only. So thank you guys for tuning in because we basically were able to catch, you know, that news live. So welcome once again to the vr1 nft podcast i'm your host vr1 and this is where we live so welcome man everybody come on down get comfortable get your coffee grab your seats do what it do man welcome back got some nice beautiful vibes for y'all we declare a chill zone happy friday ladies and gentlemen happy happy weekend or if it's saturday where you guys may be in Europa. So shout out to all my listeners in Europe, my listeners in Russia, my listeners in Asia, my listeners in Canada, my listeners in Central America, my listeners in Mexico, and worldwide. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Give me one quick second, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to finish my water and we'll be all set to go. I got so much stuff to bring to you guys today. Give me one quick second. But first and foremost, no copyright strike, no copyright infringement, fair use act. Y'all know the rest. We just listened to a quick clip from the PBS News Hour. Like I said, it was live. 
so I didn't want to miss it and um, I've been busy with my business and that's what I want to talk to you guys in the psychology series but first and foremost we're gonna start with technology we're gonna go to the wallstreetjournal.com and there's an excellent article on here of course the talk of the town is Elon Musketeer but um you guys should check this out if you get a chance the name of the article is NFT art is transforming the market and setting new records non-fungible tokens have gone in the last year from a relatively obscure blockchain technology to a market valued at around 44 billion Wall Street Journal explores how NFTs are transforming the art market and tells the story of who is behind the buzz so I think we'll, we'll do a nice excerpt here I'm gonna click on it but you know the website kind of forces you to join the 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 subscription but I personally I like to just uh, read you know what the heck oh that was part of the thing sorry about that so that's our little sound clip for uh whatchamacallit let me adjust our sound here make sure that we are kosher and copacetic let me adjust it this way okay now I can adjust my my baseline here So, hmm, let's go very quickly to top stories before we go into some Yahoo Finance. So, if you guys could please log on to Bing.com and um, let's check out the news clippings, see what we got here. Top stories, Biden put in to speak as the United States says Russia could invade Ukraine during the Olympics. Okay. U.S. ramps up Ukraine warning, says Russia may invade in days. Let me see. We are open. COVID-19 live updates. This is one that I'm really interested in. Is this Ontario blockade? Let, let's go to, to Canada real quick. And let's see what's, what's the status with this, you know? So... Give me one quick second. Ontario Premier Doug Ford declared a state of emergency on Friday and said he'll use all government resources to end a two-week protest by Canadian truckers over COVID-19 rules. Ford said the trucker protest amounts to a siege of downtown Ottawa and the Ambassador Bridge, which connects Windsor and Detroit. It is an illegal occupation, Ford told reporters. This is no longer a protest. Ford, 
a progressive conservative party, told protesters to go home and threaten heavy fines, but stopped just short of saying he's ordering immediate police action to clear the streets. I want to make it very clear that I do not, I repeat, I do not direct the police, Ford said. We make the laws. The police enforce the laws. But again, we cannot have people occupying cities, holding them hostage, holding millions and millions of people hostage to go to their jobs and tens and tens of thousands of people who cannot go do their job. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on Friday called Ford's actions reasonable and necessary and said he's been briefing his counterpart in Washington, D.C., President Joe Biden, about the ambassador's bridge blockade. The border cannot and will not remain closed, Trudeau told reporters on Friday. Trudeau echoes Ford's remarks of downplaying use of police or military force to restore the order. So let's continue reading. Oh, there it goes. Okay. But the prime minister raised eyebrows by saying everything is on the table. In terms of possible federal action, Trudeau's prime minister father, Pierre Trudeau, famously invoked Canada's War Measures Act in October 1970 to quell separatist unrest in Quebec. There are further steps for law enforcement to take, Trudeau said. We're a long way from ever having to call in the military. Although, of course, we have to be ready for any eventuality. But it is not something we are seriously contemplating at this time. Truckers have been staging a protest that has shut down Ottawa's core over various COVID-19 rules leading the mayor of Canada's capital to declare a city state of emergency on Sunday, dubbed the Freedom Convoy, which hundreds of protesters have been using their trucks to block city streets, blare their horns, and disrupt traffic. Ford, the brother of late former Toronto Mayor Rob Ford, said, he respects the right of truckers to protest, but like all rights, these are not without reasonable limits. There is a wide difference between a demonstration that people make their point and go home and people who put their lives, their families' lives, and communities at risk. Ontario Solicitor General Sylvia Jones said, That's unfortunately what we are now seeing in Windsor and of course in Ottawa for the last number of days over a week. Bridge traffic has been blocked or severely restricted for five days, leading to serious economic consequences south of the border, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer said. In Michigan, our economic momentum is at risk because commercial traffic is at a standstill at the Ambassador Bridge and heavily backed up at the Blue Water Bridge. She said in a statement on Friday, I'm continuing to take action to ensure Michigan workers and families are supported. 
The protest has also sparked backlash in both Ottawa and across Canada over alleged harassment, as well as the presence of Confederate flags and flags bearing swastikas. A slim majority of Canadians do not back the truckers' actions, according to an Ipsos poll. Very cool. Now I was suggesting other uh, other um other clippings here of the news. This is my first time using like um Bing or uh or Yahoo Finance. But I like the format because it's a little bit more difficult in other websites. And um, let's see what else. Taliban free detained UNHCR staff, two foreign journalists. Okay, we're going to read into that. But um, I also wanted to talk about Biden's plans to use the $7 billion in Afghan funds for relief, 9-11 compensation. I like that. So let's dig into that and we'll move on. First of all, let's find out about these two foreign journalists that were actually released. So give me one quick second. Okay, Kabul, Afghanistan. The Taliban released two foreign journalists working with the United Nations Refugee Agency and several of the AIDS organizations Afghan staff on Friday, UNHCR said. Hours after news broke about their detentions in the capital, Kabul, the announcement followed a tweet by the Taliban-appointed Deputy Minister of Culture and Information, Zabihullah Majadi, who said they were detained because they didn't have documents that properly identified them as UNHCR. Muhahid said they were freed after their identities were confirmed. We are relieved to confirm the release in Kabul of the two journalists on assignment with UNHCR and the Afghan nationals working with them. The Geneva-based organization said in a brief two-sentence statement, we are grateful to all who expressed concern and offered help. We remain committed to the people of Afghanistan. The development of Kabul comes as President Joe Biden signed an executive order that promised $3.5 billion out of $7 billion of Afghanistan assets frozen in the United States would be given to family 11 victims. The other $3.5 billion would be freed for Afghan aid. The order would allow United States financial institutions to facilitate access to the money by humanitarian groups, which would then give it directly to the Afghan people. One of the detained foreign journalists was Andrew North, a former British Broadcasting Corporation journalist who has worked extensively in Afghanistan. His wife, Natalia Anteleval, 
had earlier issued a plea on Twitter for his release. Andrew was in Kabul working for the UNHCR at refugees trying to help the people of Afghanistan. Antalava said, we are extremely concerned for his safety and call on anyone with influence to help secure his release. The Committee to Protect Journalists had also condemned the detentions and called for the immediate release of the journalists. The Taliban must immediately release Andrew North and all other journalists held for their work and cease harassing and detaining members of the press. The CPJ statement said noting they were detained on Tuesday. The Taliban swept over Afghanistan, capturing Kabul and much of the country in mid-August, as United States and NATO troops were in the final chaotic week of their pullout following the 20-year intervention. The Taliban's detention of two journalists on assignment with the United Nations Refugee Agency is a sad reflection of the overall decline of press freedom and increasing attacks on journalists under Taliban rule. Stephen Butler, CPJ's Asia Program Coordinator, said in Washington. Also released on Friday was Pavanit Ibramkel, a woman's rights activist detained more than two weeks ago. She spoke to local TOLO TV to confirm that she was free, but few other details were immediately available. The international community had also demanded her freedom as well as that of four other women activists. Since taking control, the Taliban have imposed widespread restrictions, many of them directed at women. Women have been banned from so many jobs outside the health and education field. Their access to education has been restricted beyond sixth grade, and they have been ordered to wear the Islamic headscarf or hijab. The Taliban have, however, stopped short of imposing the burqa, which was compulsory when they previously ruled Afghanistan in the 1990s. Universities for women have also begun to reopen, and Taliban have promised girls would be allowed to resume their education beyond grade 6 after the Afghan New Year at the end of March. In January, the Taliban stormed Kabul, home of activist Tamana Zarabi Parani, who was amongst about 25 women who took part in an anti-Taliban protest a few days earlier against the hijab. It wasn't immediately clear whether Parani was also being released but there have been international demands for her freedom as well. The international community has been weary of officially recognizing Afghans or Afghanistan's new rulers. Concerned the Taliban would impose the same harsh rule as they did when they were in power in the first place. In the wake of the takeover, international funding was suspended and billions of dollars in Afghanistan's assets abroad, mostly in the United States, were frozen and financial aid to the government was largely halted.
pushing the Afghan economy further into a tailspin. Wow, that, that was a very good read. I got to give them props. Shout out to MSN for the for that article. That was a pretty cool article. Now, I'm just going to go through a quick check here, see what else we got. But these are basically the top stories. Um, I'm from New York, so I, I got to do this. I, I want to know more about this, this Biden plan. And we'll move on to finances from there. We'll do an excellent on time. And um, shout out to all the families, man, all the, all the 9-11 families. All right. President Joe Biden signed an executive order Friday setting in motion a plan to make $7 billion in Afghan funds held in the United States available to compensate victims of the September 9-11 attacks and to provide humanitarian relief and other support to the Afghan people dealing with crushing hunger, according to senior Biden administration officials. The funds were deposited by Afghanistan's central bank in the United States before the Taliban took over last year and have since been made unavailable to the Taliban. Much of the money comes from the United States and other international donations over the past 20 years, according to the official. The United States has struggled to determine how to provide aid to the Afghan people without money going to the Taliban. Biden's order would freeze the funds and set aside more than $3.5 billion for American victims of terrorism who are pursuing litigation against the Taliban, according to the officials. The money would be available to them pending the outcomes of their litigation, the officials said. The administration would also ask the court to allow for the rest of the funds to be placed in a trust fund to be used for the benefit of the Afghan people and for Afghanistan's future, a senior administration official said. A senior administration official said the United States government would take a couple of months to figure out exactly how the fund would work and how the money would be used. Another official told the ABC News the money would go toward humanitarian relief and other needs. We have not made specific decisions about how the funds will be used, the senior official said. That plan will have to clear several procedural and legal steps, including gaining legal approval, receiving a license from the Treasury Department, and going through a due diligence process by the Federal Reserve, an official said. Very cool. Very happy for those families. Now, let's see what we have in financing. All right. Let's check it out. See what we got in financing here. Um, video stock, a buy. Oh, that's from yesterday. Billionaires dumping stocks at a record pace. Oh no, that's an ad. Diabetes, Goodyear's tires, suffering. Stocks suffering worst day since Black Monday after downbeat FCF outlook. Top analysts issue a shocking prediction. Analysts report the Western Union Company. Oh, man, I hit the fucking jackpot right here, baby. But let's start with first things first. Let's look into um, 
what's exactly going on right now because obviously the conflict in 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 Ukraine is going to um to affect the markets you know what I mean and I just clicked on a freaking ad by mistake come on out of here okay so very quickly stock market news live updates stocks and end Let's repeat that. Stocks end sharply lower as Russia, Ukraine concerns compound with inflation woes. I heard this report about inflation earlier this morning. You can find it on MSNBC. Man, it, it dealt with the interest rates going from like 2.5 to 4%. And, um, you know, how people are kind of struggling to adjust to the situation. And, um, you know, it's a combination of that, like interest rates changing, the way that the economy is, is just building this cycle. You know, you combine that with inflation and also, you know, you need more money to buy less things. It's just, it, it, it's not looking very good, but let's see what they're talking about. And I'll, I'll try to see if I can, I can go into details of that breakdown in the, in the next podcast, but Let's continue. Stocks added to Thursday's losses as jitters over a swift tightening of financial conditions increase on the heels of a multi-decade high print on inflation. The fresh geopolitical concerns between Russia and Ukraine further weighed on the stocks and sent oil prices soaring to a fresh seven-year high. The S&P 500, Dow and Nasdaq fell during a choppy session on Friday. Stocks sank to low session lows Friday afternoon after the United Kingdom issued a warning for British citizens to leave Ukraine as tensions with Russia mounted further. The benchmark 10-year Treasury yield turned lower after breaking above 2% for the first time since August 2019, a day earlier. The drop on Friday extended volatility from earlier this week. Stocks sold off and yields climbed Thursday after the Bureau of Labor Statistics January Consumer Price Index showed the biggest annual jump in inflation since 1982. Wow. Do, do you hear what, what we're talking about? This was yesterday. This made the news today. The inflation jump has not been this big in 39 years. The surging 7.9% jump in prices escalated calls for the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates more aggressively than previously expected and begin rolling assets off its balance sheet in moves that would curb liquidity in the financial system and dampen soaring consumer demand and prices. St. Louis Federal Reserve President James Bullard told Bloomberg News on Thursday he wanted to see interest rates be raised by a full percentage by July and start the Fed's balance sheet runoff process in the second quarter in one of the most hawkish paths so far telegraphed by a Fed official. That is not out of the realm of possibility. David Spiker, a Guidestone Capitals management president 
told Yahoo Finance Live on Thursday about Bullard's suggestions. The Fed realizes they have to start moving. Consumers are getting killed with this inflation. The Fed has to move and has to move quickly if they want to rest or if they want to rein this in. If you go back even to the end of the financial crisis, monetary policy has been the key factor in driving returns and really providing that Fed put that really allowed investors to come in and buy the dip. He added, those days are behind us, particularly with the inflation we're seeing now. And the market does not like this. It's like a kid that has never been told no, that is now being told no and is throwing a temper tantrum. This will continue. And against the inflationary backdrop, others also increased their expectations for the number of rate hikes the Fed is likely to roll out this year. Deutsche Bank economists said Thursday they now expect two more quarter-point hikes than they have previously forecasted. With the upgrade, they now see a 50 basis point rate hike at the March Fed meeting, followed by a 25 basis point hikes after each of the following meetings of the year except for in November. If realized, a half-point rate hike in March will mark the Fed's first increase of more than 25 basis points since 2000. Wow. I think investors have to ask themselves, do I want to hedge against inflation or do I want to beat inflation? And so, I think things like gold are where you can hedge, but I think there are other areas where you can continue to outpace and see outsized gains relative to inflation. Jordan Jackson, JP Morgan Asset Management Global Market Strategist, told Yahoo Finance Live on Thursday, I think that things like equities, I think that things like equities, I do think commodity markets are relatively well supported here as well and so investors will need to get diversified in how they think about hedging and outpacing inflation at the current juncture wow that's that's where we are ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that's where we are so give me one quick second let me drink my Hugo and we'll take a nice commercial break. All right, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Just need to take a quick pause, drink some H2O water. Mm. Desperately, desperately needed that. So. Inflation, 25 basis points, 50 basis points. That's 75 basis points, and they're telling us that the only pause could be in November. And ladies and gentlemen, before you know it, we will be in March. I'm already looking past this year because I see the pace that this year is, is developing, at least for me. You know, financially, I'm like, damn, man, this... 
situation is, is crazy, man. But um, let me put this aside. Give me one quick second. So, I don't know. A lot going through my mind. And I'm going to begin the psychology series. First, I want to look into this amazing um, <laughs> real estate kind of pet project I've been working on. But, um, yeah, I've been kind of looking into this uh, real estate spectrum here. And, um, you know, just kind of want to continue, you know, the hunt. I, I like the, the statement that was made, like, do you want to hedge against inflation or do you want to beat inflation? I think I've been hedging against inflation, but I'm also going to work on strategies to beat inflation because ultimately that's what I'm noticing is is needed. You know, that's what I think is is, is needed, basically. Um, let me see. I'm putting in here a search. See what we got. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things, man. You know? See what we got here. Homes for rent for seniors? No, not that. Just kind of looking here. Mm, okay. Check this out. See what we got here. Anyway, as I do this, um, I'm getting ready to gear up for the psychology series because, you know, I had one of those days today, right? Where I'm constantly, constantly learning. And my entire goal is sharing that with my audience, right? Even as I'm putting together the podcast, right? I'm like, all right. I'm an artist, right? I'm a serial entrepreneur, but I'm an artist overall. And, um, you know, even after I do music, right, to the extent that I'm doing it now, the older I get, obviously, I'm going to slow down. My podcast, my radio show will still be another investment. So it has to coexist with my career. You know, because again, this is, it's a business. You know what I'm saying? This is another revenue stream, just like the clothing line. You know, the clothing line will be also a major part of, um, you know, my, my life moving forward. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just a reality, man. So I'm excited about it. I try not to to think about like the, I guess the stigmatism 
you know sometimes the insecurity can sneak up right and, and, and make you second guess things but it's like I'm not your average artist you know what I'm saying so you, you cannot expect me to do average things you know what I mean like I'm the rare breed of serial entrepreneur artist you know what I'm saying like I'm a CEO first and foremost you know what I mean business first and then everything else creatively that's just how I express myself and how I am as a person you know what I mean but um you know it's things like that like uh let's see if I can pull up some smooth sounds Let me see. I'm over here loading up the soundtrack. All right. Let's try. Let's try this sound. See what we're working with here. Hmm. All right, let's change the tone a little bit. Now we're going to go into our psychology series, okay? Well, first of all, I want to welcome you all. Welcome most of you back. That way we, we can do this, this meditation together, right? So get comfortable. Hopefully you're in your first class, uh, first class seat, flying across the world, right? Going from one part of the world to another part of the world. I want to thank you for for joining me in this in this journey. And um, if you can dim the lights, if you're on your private aircraft. If you can uh, close your your vents, right? You know the like the little window vents. If you have a window seat, cause I have to be mindful of that. Like I, when I fly, I love the window seat. That's my favorite, best seat in the house, right? So part of me creating my podcast, right, was about sharing with my audience right my listeners what i call my business partners i don't like to use the term employer or anything like that so you guys are like you're, you guys are my mentees right well it's one thing for me to create content to be a motivational speaker right and basically like tell you guys how to stay motivated and educate yourself and what are the disciplines to success and create all this personal development content, right? And and this is how I did it. Looking backwards, right? Because I'm, I'm sharing with you the small victories I've had in life and in business. But I never had the opportunity to do it actively going forward, right? By the way, special shout out to Liborio Conti, okay? Peaceful sleep music, free no copyright music, 
composed by Liborio Conti. You can find it on YouTube. Subscribe to his channel. Um, and once again, we thank the universe for blessing us with this amazing soundtrack that obviously this is the artistic expression, right? Well, I want you to go deep into the universe of my mind and connect with my mind as my mind is attempting to connect with yours. So let's put this all into perspective, right? Even if you're in your yoga mat, if you're not in your first class seat, I want you to mentally project yourself throughout the universe. You know, find a comfortable place to sit, sit upright, and join me on this meditation session, right? Because even in the podcast, like Gary V says, like we're, we're still trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, and what I'm most comfortable with. So every human being has a lot of different facets of their personality, their mentality, their life. So what we want to do is we want to embrace that. We want to encourage that for all creative types, whether you know, you're in business or not, just for personal. So let me tell you about my psychological uh, experiences and include my technology experiences with my business experiences. This is the new world that I'm in, right? This is the new language that I'm learning to speak. Therefore, I have goals. Even after I do my podcast, once this one is done, I have one more to record and then as I'm mixing everything down and, and arranging everything, it's going to be released, it's going to be promoted, and then I have to do the digital marketing side of it, which is the educational side of what I'm doing. As I'm learning these new skills for the new landscape of business, I get to share this with each and every one of you guys. Now, I arrived at this point this fork in the road and really looking into it right I arrived at this fork in the road not too long ago I want to say what three four months ago I wasn't sure what I wanted to do the direction that I wanted to take was completely different and in that process I did everything that was already known to me as well as implementing new concepts new thoughts and new ideas and I knew or I felt at that moment that I was unhappy where I was I was not content with the situation that I was in. There's something I want to add to them. And I'm going to do that with you guys as we put together um, today's podcast. And that is the sound of rain. The sound of water. I love the sound of water. I love the sound of rain. The body is what, 98%.5 water? And for me, you know, it puts me at peace. You know? 
puts me at peace. So, long story short, give me one quick second because I need to get the volume right before I add this uh, effect in our background, right? Because we're going to be meditating. So what better way to meditate than in this beautiful storm, right? Now we can go deep into the universe, right? So I arrive at this fork in the road, right? And in this fork in the road, I know that I'm just... I'm not happy, I'm not content, you know, I'm not exactly where I want to be. So my discipline, my training, my education, and again, a good point that my business partners bring up, it's not that I'm better than anybody. I'm just more disciplined and I have more experience. So I was just like you yesterday right all I'm attempting to do is share the little bit that I know right the little bit that I understand is simple I know that I know nothing and that I'm learning so much more so in my discipline in my experience you know when things are not working first of all you have to have resilience right when things get bent out of shape you have to be strong enough to bounce back to, to your normal essence, right? Which is beyond this physical containment that we call a human body, right? Our mind is able to expand like the most powerful computer and the biggest amount of memory every single second, right? Or every millisecond. So I started looking for better opportunities business-wise because I'm just not content where I am. And it's trial and error and I'm trying, I'm failing, I'm trying, I'm learning and I have some successes, but you know, I'm also facing more challenges. At different intervals, I center myself, that seems to work. I continue forward, things fall apart. So I'm constantly centralizing my thoughts, my actions, everything that I'm processing, right? Well, I finally reached a moment where I understood that I was not in full control. That there was a lesson that I had to learn. And there was no way for me to learn this lesson unless I had gone through this process. So sometimes things happen to us, right? You know, a moment could change our lives or it could stay the same. And we feel like, oh, but if it would have been different this way, the outcome would have been different in this way, etc. But what we fail to realize is that it wouldn't be the same enlightenment. You wouldn't have the same achievement, the same opportunity for growth had anything happened in a different way. So, as I'm facing all these challenges, right, in my career, my business ventures, my, my wife, my, my loved one, her career is just taking off. Life is a balance. 
these are the type of balances that we need to understand. Opportunities where on my spectrum it may have seemed like doors were closing. Doors were being unlocked and opened in another part of the universe. So for all of the challenges that I was facing, there was so much unlimited potential to balance those challenges. Through trial and error, time and time again, I understand that success leaves clues and certain things leave a signature. So I knew the direction I wanted to go in. I knew I was unhappy where I was. And I looked at a plethora as far as a spectrum of where I could potentially find happiness. And I kind of narrowed it down, you know. I wanted to be somewhere where I would be in peace, where it would be a professional environment, where it would be nurturing, where I could grow, you know. And long story short, I found that. Many times in different aspects, some lasted longer than others, but had I not continuously put myself through that strain, through the pressure, forging my new self in the fire as a diamond is created, I would not be celebrating with you guys right now. Today was one of those days. So many responsibilities taken care of, all with my faith. Everything was in my path to do things differently, etc., etc. What I was looking for, I found. Not to say that it was perfect or that I ordained this or that I premeditated, yo, everything's going to work out. No. But once I achieved my goal, I was able to obtain it. It was tangible. I can feel it. I can experience it. I realized this is the real law of attraction. This is what I was praying for. Maybe I prayed for it in a different way, indirectly, but it's exactly what I wanted. I wanted an environment where I could grow. I wanted an environment where I could be at peace. I may not be able to produce all of the money in the world. Every business is not going to be a billion dollar business. But peace of mind is priceless. I pray that anything that's not for me leaves my path. God has a way of removing things that are not for you. It may take time. It may be shocking. It may even be painful at the moment. But eventually, just like everything in the universe kind of balances itself out, the balance will come. For every challenge that I was facing, new opportunities were developing for my business and vice versa. There's so much space in the universe. That's one element, one aspect of it. It's sheer volume, it's size. But by the same token, there's so many elements in and within the universe. So those are your three layers right there. 
that is the balance on the scale opportunities mixed with difficulties even Jim Rohn highlights that for us this is the story of the universe for all time as we know it to think that things will be different in the future would in a sense be foolish when you consider that this universe is probably a few trillion years old is the yin and the yang is the balance I'd rather make a million dollars with peace of mind and do something I truly always wanted to do than to make ten million dollars or have the appearance the image of making ten million dollars and being completely miserable I celebrate this victory this win with all of you because yesterday I didn't have this perspective I didn't have this point of view I didn't understand what was happening yesterday I was at the worst of the worst the lowest of lows right I was in the valley of life in my pursuit of happiness today I am at the peak once again to take full accreditation and say that it's because of me would be a disservice to myself because God's influence in my life even to say that would be an understatement there's no way I could have reached this understanding had things not orchestrated themselves through this beautiful universe in the way that they did if I didn't go through the headaches I would never have reached the enlightenment to pursue the success and achieve the success and maintain and keep the success anybody can be successful but not anybody can sustain success over and over again I'm coachable I can learn new things I can step out of my comfort zone if there's a book that I could read to make a business successful I will read it if there's an online course that I can take I will take it if there's any effort that I could do on my behalf I'm willing to face every embarrassment every challenge I'm willing to fall and get back up and fall again and get back up because in every process I'm obtaining something that is priceless intangible something that money cannot buy and in my situation is heart is love is is passion is the talent to express myself creatively and artistically in all that I do so putting that into perspective in your pursuit of happiness in life whatever your business venture is you're going to find yourself in challenging moments where you question everything man why don't I just go get a regular you know career opportunity and work for another corporation and, and, and just accept that and settle for that because that's much easier than pursuing your own business and investing your own millions of dollars in the hope that you can turn those millions into billions of dollars 
and then invest billions of dollars to reach trillions of dollars. Elon Musk today, you know, he's talking about he's going to decrease the price of using his Falcon rockets from $30 million each launch to $10 million over some time. And if he is able to do that, you know, he can, I think he can send three rockets up in the sky for each hour. I mean, it's just ridiculous, you know. Give that company a hundred years. In a hundred years, it'll probably be $50,000 to shoot a rocket into space. And he's aiming to colonize Mars. Like, in my technology company, he's my direct competitor. I'm building the car of the future. He has electric cars already on the market. What the heck he's doing building rockets and such, I have no idea. But God bless him if that's what makes him happy. Because that's some shit that you only do once in a lifetime. That's fucking phenomenal. You know? I was just looking at the Bing page where they had the... Uh, they had all the news clippings and it said you could download like 16,000 different wood shop uh, projects with the plans like if you want to do something with your kids on your downtime and you have your, your, your wood shop tools and stuff like that all available online for free but um, whatever makes you happy you know whatever makes you happy so As I'm going through this drink, I have a worldwide tour towards the end of the year. I'm finishing my core studies on digital marketing. I am rebranding re, uh, my technology company where the emphasis is mostly on NFT technology, but I'm expanding into other automotive technologies. I have franchises that I want to get involved with. I have uh, clothing, you know, I have a clothing line I'm working on. I got the music stuff, the movies, reality series, all these other little projects, yet they all combine to form the person that I am. This is the way that I communicate with the world. This is how I connect with the world, is my art. So I put the same strong emphasis on recording my podcast or doing my radio show as I would doing a motivational speech or live performance as I would if I'm writing or creating a song or writing a story or a novel or a comic book or maybe that goes into clothing or a franchise business dealing with food or it just continues to grow maybe one day it becomes a video game maybe my NFT becomes a cryptocurrency all these things are part of who I am. And today was one of those days that I just, you know, I just appreciated, like, my aim is to taste success on a daily basis. My aim is to climb that mountain every day. And today, that's exactly what I achieved. And as an entrepreneur... That is our goal. Every single day, we're all in the pursuit of happiness. We're all trying to make it in life, right? We're trying to make sense of this whole universe. We all have these abilities and natural gifts that God gives us, or the higher power, or the creator, whatever you want to categorize that energy that keeps us going every single day. And 
is humbling as much as it is exciting, as much as I appreciate it. It reminds me of how special I truly am. And it reminds me to let you all know how special you truly all are. Because whatever is in my universe, in my mind, only I can see. And whatever is in your mind, in, you, in your universe, only you can see. And God created those things for a reason. And God didn't make any mistakes. If you love to play basketball, if it's in your heart, God put that in there. He saw that in you before you were born. You know, I look at Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. I look at Tom Brady. It's undeniable. Those guys were born for what they do. Tom Brady made a quick comment on his... Uh, he has a new ESPN documentary series, which was pre-recorded before he announced retirement and now that he's retired it resonates even deeper in the introduction he says that his whole career was not about having the best start or playing the biggest game or winning the biggest game because it's harder to to win the super bowl than it is to get there and people like a Bill Belichick and, and analysts, experts, will tell you it's not always the, always the best team that wins, okay? There has to be that magical, heartfelt element, right? And that's what gets those amazing athletes, you know, to achieve those, you know, championships, etc. But he said that his career was more about him realizing his full potential, reaching his full potential. By comparison, I say the same like with my music. I have so much music. And I hold myself to a high standard to create music every single day that I'm, I'm able to. Most artists, when they become rich, famous, whatever, they lose that. And their career fades away into the background because they just... They achieve the goal of becoming an artist. They achieve the goal of becoming financially stable. But they didn't achieve the dream of, of being able to do it forever. And again, for me, it's one of those things like every song that I write is like the first song. Every song I record is like my career just started all over again. Every day I'm challenging myself in different ways to maintain myself at the highest level capacity that I possibly can. And with everything in my life, for everything that I do, I'm exactly the same way. I want to be the best at everything. Humanly possible. Granted, I, you know, I'm not a god. You know what I'm saying? But I appreciate this wonderful opportunity God has bestowed upon me to give me the opportunity to do these things and again it's one thing if I if I just write a book right I write a book talk to you guys about it sounds fancy right but if I show you as I'm building this business if I show you the process that I'm going through if you get to see what is not Hollywood glamorized you will understand more 
that I'm just like you, that I'm facing the same challenges that you're facing and I'm managing those challenges in a different way, that I know what I know because I'm not afraid to go through the process. Every time you have a dream, the entire universe is going to try to consume it, either in the space of the universe or with all the elements in and within the universe. Those are the three layers of reality right there. You have to continue to believe that dream. Every single day, work on it. However small the dream is, however medium it is, however big it is, you have to continue to do your best every day to achieve that dream. Because this lifetime, this life, that's what it's all about. This is why being a human being, this is graduation. If evolution is true, and according to some beliefs, we've already been every animal on the planet. We've been every animal, every species, every everything. Now when you're a human, this is graduation. What you gonna do with it? Our mind is able to adapt and grow and expand and scale beyond our imagination a gazillion times more than whatever we can imagine is the biggest quantitative measurement. This is yet another layer that our minds are bigger than the entire universe. Our minds are bigger than the entire universe. And what you do with that gift, those talents, is completely up to you. But you can only blame yourself if you achieve your dreams and you can only blame yourself if you do not. It's like when you're an entrepreneur, right? You start a company. Anything goes wrong, it's your fault. You're the owner, you're the CEO, you're the entrepreneur. Everything falls on you. Anything is done great and good and the company's a success, it's all because of you. Once you accept that responsibility and say, okay, I got one life to live. I'm going to educate myself. I'm going to work hard every single day. I'm going to give this shit the best that I could possibly give it. Once you decide that enough is enough, enough of going through the bullshit and the heartaches and the trauma and the negativity, you're going to start eliminating all those negative people in your life. All the negative situations, people, places, things, circumstances, all eliminated on their own, your positive energy is going to push those things away. And that's when it really all starts. That is the beginning. That is step number one. You're not going to think negative. You're not going to speak negative. Because you have no negativity around you. For this year, building excellent credit is one of my goals. I may motivate myself and say, all right, I'm going to buy the new McLaren GT. I've been thinking about it for at least... A few years now at least since they changed the, the new body style I know the new Corvette is coming out and it's a third of the price guess what whichever one I choose I'm gonna buy I may buy both of them but I already have my goal I got my technology company I'm back in school I'm building and developing businesses every single day I'm making new investments 
I'm pivoting with different strategies. My strategy for this year for cryptocurrency, completely different from last year. Because last year, I went through a lot of fucking changes. You know what I'm saying? So, this goes to show you where I'm coming from. Anything is possible. Anything that I put my mind to, I can achieve. I'm an independent artist. I'm going on tour. I'm financing the whole tour. It's an investment for me. I can step aside of my art and say, yo, I'm coming at this as a businessman. How would I invest into the entertainment music industry? This is how I would do it. Now, as an artist, I have the full comfort that I'm fully financing my entire tour. All my marketing, all my distribution, everything, all me, all in-house, my money. I was sharing with my fans online a few days ago how I'm securing all these endorsement deals by myself. It doesn't have to be as big as the next artist or the next athlete or the next entertainer. That's not what it's about when you're an independent artist. It's about I overcame my insecurity, all the bullshit from the fucking world being mad fucking negative and saying you can't do it. And now I have like, I have my own fucking digital platforms. You know what that means? To put it in simple basic terms, I'm going to have my own fucking cell phone. I have a partnership with a company to make my own motherfucking cell phone, my own smartphone. I have my own clothing line. I have my own fucking uh, lifestyle products. Cool shit like fucking surfboards. My, my own surfboard. Cool things like fucking hoverboards. I got my own hoverboards. I've had the prototype for like a year and a half. Good quality. High-end shit. That I would have to be fucking Bruce Springsteen to, to be able to negotiate contracts like that. And guess what? These are partnerships. I'm coming in with my own fucking money, my own millions of dollars, my own hard-earned money. And I'm investing in my own career. I'm not waiting for a record label to say, you're good. I'm not waiting for my family, my friends, my peers, even the haters to say, well, you're talented. No, I know I'm talented. I know I'm gifted. So I'm willing to put millions of dollars behind my art because my art is already priceless. And who's gonna yield the benefit and the profit from my hard work is not going to be an investment firm. It's not going to be a record label. It's not going to be a production or promotion company or a marketing company or a management company. It's going to be my profit. It's going to be my success. When I go fucking pick up a Grammy, you know who I'm going to thank? Myself. My faith in God. That is all available to every entrepreneur. One thing one of my mentors used to always say is everybody doesn't want BMWs, and it's true. I seen a beautiful 2001 Dodge Viper. 
and I know it was a 2001. I thought it was a 95 because of the vents on, on top of the fenders. And I said, you know what? I may buy me one of those. Mind you, on my most wanted list, I had a, I think it was a 2017, whatever the last year is. And um, I wanted a GTS and I wanted it a specific color. And in the last three years, the price went from like 50, 60 to 80,000 to 300,000 for a top of the line ACR with the full arrow kit or whatnot. I knew that my vision was amazing back then. Today, life just gave me an example. The gentleman was driving down the street, him and his wife. No need to prove nothing to the world. There's faster cars, they're badder, meaner, whatever. But that car was like a fine wine. I was able to appreciate it. And that's what life is about. My definition of success is completely different from yours. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The way I see the world, you're not going to see the world. But I gave myself permission to dream. I gave myself permission to work hard. I gave myself permission to focus on all of my goals. I gave myself permission to achieve all of my goals. I gave myself permission to fail. I gave myself permission to learn. And now I get to reap all of the benefits. The older I get, the higher my education. And the better I am at investing money. I own an investment firm. Music is an investment. My radio podcast, one investment. Franchising, investment. Food, investment. Clothing, apparel, investment. Live events, management, business development. Everything is an investment to me. I'm a serial entrepreneur. That's where my happiness is. I'm building something out of nothing. With just the pure heart that I have. The vision, the motivation, the drive, the discipline. Hard work pays off. The harder I work, the better life gets. And I leave you with that for today. I am so happy because today I achieved all of my goals. Some were small goals, some were medium goals, some were bigger goals. And even bigger ones that I couldn't even anticipate. But I appreciate that the universe has granted me this wonderful opportunity to not only experience what I'm experiencing as I'm growing and I'm scaling and I'm expanding, right? But to also share it with you guys. So, once again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the VR1 NFT Podcast. Tune right back in because we'll be right back. But... I appreciate that you guys are here. You could have been anywhere else in the world, baby, in the universe, and you're here rocking with me. May you conquer everything that's in your path. May everything that you touch turn into solid gold. Always dream big because dreams come true. It happened to me, and I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. Tune right back in. We're going to come back with the psychology series. We're going to talk a little bit more about business, a little bit more about technology. 
I'm excited. I'm working on some new NFT projects, and those will be for sale in the next month or so. But overall, if there's nothing else that I can say to all my mentees, my business partners, my peers, my family members, my friends, all my listeners, all my fans all over the world, is thank you. I, I couldn't do this without you guys. And we are celebrating five years of the VR1 NFT podcast. So how you like that? Shout out to all my sponsors, including Anchor.com and Spotify. You guys make this happen. Thank you so much and God bless.